to Infinitely Prefer a Book's First Footnotes mini episode. Today, I'm sharing my thoughts on Crazy Rich Asians, a book that became a movie that released in August 2018. I went to see a movie in a theater early this spring. I think it was maybe the Solo, Han Solo movie. I don't see many movies in the theater, so that probably was it. Um, I saw a trailer for Crazy Rich Asians, and it just looks so fun and cute. Um, and I saw that at the end of the trailer, they mentioned it was based off of a best-selling novel. And so I immediately, um, I think probably right there in the theater, if not right after the movie was over, um, went to my library app on my phone and put a hold for a library ebook. The book was published in 2013 and was written by Kevin Kwan, and it's the first in a trilogy of books, and it's a story of several branches of a very um, wealthy family tree in Singapore. Um, The main love interest um, is a Singaporean Chinese man, Nick, from a very wealthy family. Um, He ends up becoming a history professor at NYU. He um, meets and falls in love with an American-born Chinese woman, Rachel, who's an economics professor at NYU. Um, He invites her to come to a wedding and spend a vacation in Singapore for his best friend. And also sort of side note, yeah, my family will be there, so you'll meet them too. And he's never told any of his family that he's dating anyone. And he's also never told Rachel that his family are super, super crazy rich. She is, Rachel gets a culture shock being around so many rich people. And she goes up against socialites and family who have opinions about Nick romantic, Nick's romantic relationships. It also follows the story line of Nick's cousins, Astrid and Eddie, and then also kind of dives into the psyche of Nick's parents and Rachel's best friend who happens to live in Singapore too. Her name is Picklin. Um, It kind of has a multiple person point of view, but it also kind of is still third person. So it's kind of interesting how that works out. I gave this book two stars on Goodreads. And the way the star system works um, is one star is I hated it. Two stars it is it was okay and three stars is I liked it um, and it goes up to five stars. So the reason labors the point about how rich these people are and I just think we really get it. I mean while I personally wasn't aware of what percentage of the world's wealth is owned by wealthy Asian families based largely in Singapore, Malaysia, and Hong Kong, it's just not that crazy of an idea. So telling me once or twice and help and helping me understand really was sufficient, but it was just belabored throughout the book. Um, clear, just looking at the pictures of these cities, you realize there's a lot of money there. There's a lot of really designer architects who are building um, fancy skyscrapers and modern concept buildings um, that you understand a lot of money is in, in invested into these cities. Another thing is Rachel is used as sort of a plot point or a literary tool as the dumb outsider to explain over and over and over again how to the reader just how rich this economy is. And that's interesting. That's happened before. And But the issue for me kind of stuck in my craw a little bit is that Rachel is an economist. So it just seems weird that she didn't already understand the economics of Singapore and Asia. So maybe I'm just being naive about what economists know. Um, but it just felt like she wasn't portrayed as being as smart as I think an econ- economics professor would be. 
It also um, spends a lot of time uh, making distinctions between old money and new money um, in Singapore and the different secondary schools, the different types of money send their kids to. And then um, you sort of learn that the author himself actually attended one of these schools, um, which brings up another really annoying part of this book, which was endnotes after each chapter. I read this on an ebook, which makes it super hard to consume endnotes. Um, and in the dialogue of the book, there were a lot of Chinese, Cantonese, Malaysian, Hokkien words used in the book, and they were translated at the end through these endnotes. Well, the problem was I didn't really read the endnotes until way later because it's hard to go back and forth um, on an ebook. I don't really personally like it. Um, it just kind of is annoying to use endnotes on an ebook. Um, and I think even in a, in a hard copy book, it would be difficult and or annoying to try to go back and forth um, in the chapter to understand what people are saying. So, but the main reason I gave the book two stars was that there were too many stories that were trying to be told and none of them were developed enough to really make you interested in their story or give depth to any of the character. And that fact coupled with the opulent spending and, and just mention of money um, just made everyone seem very shallow. I also maybe just didn't identify very well with the characters. Um, a lot of what they were interested in is fashion, which isn't really my thing. Um, so it's possible I just didn't get along personality-wise with the characters. We're at a few months and I went to see Crazy Rich Asians in the theater. So um, side note, I'm sure everyone who's been to the theater recently knows this, but I every time I still have sticker shock, um, a small popcorn and a large soda was $15. Um, and luckily for me, I smuggled in my own peanut butter m and So I got back at the theater. Um, I came into the movie with low expectations because the book didn't draw me in. Um, but at the same time, I had sort of a medium high expectation that Hollywood would take it and make it better. And I really liked the trailer. So I was hoping that they would take sort of the nugget that was, I felt it was in there in the story and really tell it well. And I was not disappointed at all. It was amazing. It was a very cute film, lots of gorgeous people, young and old. Um, there were witty characters with just enough depth to them for a romantic comedy. I think maybe that's, um, one of the things that I don't like about movies versus books typically is that the books tend to be have so much more depth of character that the movies can't portray. But in this sense, it was a romantic comedy, and I felt like um, they did it was perfect depth. And can I just say the music in this film is awesome? I thought it was so fun. I was dancing in my seat. Um, it was just great to hear typical American style music being sung in Mandarin. Um, there were a bunch of jazz era swing big band style numbers that were my favorite. And I just thought it went with a theme of um, elegance and opulence just perfectly. Um, it kind of gave it a 1920s flair, which was really fun. I recommend listening to the soundtrack of this movie. I actually downloaded it myself um, pretty much the same day I went to the movie. It was really, really great. Another thing the movie was able to do versus the book was able to show the wealth versus telling about it. So um, it was understand the wealth at a glance instead of it having to be told to you over and over again. Um, and I also ha it also had subtitles for the non-English dialogue. And so that helped you, again, to be immediately um, not taken out of the story to understand what people were saying. 
Um, kind of a fun note, I actually recognize some of the Mandarin Chinese because I took some Chinese in college and traveled to Beijing. Um, I don't know any Ch Chinese anymore and I can't speak it, but it was always it's always fun to me to be able to recognize um, some of those Chinese words and phrases. The book dramatically narrowed the focus of how many stories it was trying to tell. There were way fewer side characters that we have to remember. Um, it did not go into as much detail about Astrid's relationship or Eddie's um, backstory. Um, it did a it did a little bit. There's a definitely an Astrid theme in the movie, but um, it was not nearly as deep as it went in the book. Um, and I just feel like that focus made it much more, the arc a lot simpler and so much easier to follow. There were side story that the movie completely cut out of the book was um, this whole section of the book where Rachel is trying to understand exactly how Nick's family became so wealthy and she and her best friend Picklin, they go around town trying to figure this out. And that was just cut out altogether in the movie and it just made it so much cleaner. Um, so all in all, this was a rare occasion of the movie being better than the book, in my opinion. Both the book and the movie leave a cliffhanger um, that was d definitely delved more into in the book, um, but not played up so much in the movie. It was more of a credit scene. Um, so and there's been talk about another movie in the works. I would definitely be open to seeing the next movie. Um, I thought it was really fun and I'm excited to see what they do with it next. I'm kind of curious about the actual story and what happens. So it makes me kind of want to read the next book, even though I don't really like Kevin Kwan's style of um, writing. So I'm just kind of torn. So it's one of those things where I don't, I'm not sure what I'm going to do the book? Did you watch the movie? Um, which version do you think was better, book or movie? Tell me what your reactions were on Instagram at infinitely prefer a book. And if you have any recommendations for me that are like crazy rich Asians, but maybe written a little bit more tightly, um, let me know also on Instagram. Or you can email me at infinitely prefer a book at gmail.com. You can see what else I'm reading these days at my Goodreads account. My Goodreads account can be followed at goodreads.com slash infinitely prefer a book. I look forward to hearing from you. For those who missed, who missed it, this month we're reading Still Life by Louise Penny. Pick up your copy and join us for episode two on October 18th.